Welcome back to Cruise News and Booze, where we sit down, have a drink, and talk about all things cruise-related. Um, today, we are here with episode number six of our Happy Hour series, uh, where we sit down for an hour and we talk about the cruise news for the week. Um, so we have some interesting things that we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about um, the cruises that are going to Israel, what is going on with that uh, due to everything going on over there right now. Um, we're going to be talking about something exciting, which is a new ship, uh, which will be coming out in 2024, which is the Disney uh, Treasure. And then we're going to also talk about something that's not so good, which is uh, health code scores of ships and which one has been the worst uh and it is pretty bad so we're going to talk about that and then the last thing we're going to talk about is our experience with a particular travel company and how we choose our cruises what's the determining factors that we use uh, when picking our cruise so uh that's what's on the agenda for today um if you like these happy hour videos make sure you give us a thumbs up Make sure you subscribe to see all of our videos that we have coming up. Do all the things. Follow us on all the socials. You know the drill. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I'm supposed to. This week we come to you uh, live with the uh, Mason Jar Mule. <laughs> it's uh, it's a, our rendition of a, a Moscow Mule. Uh, but uh, in mason jars, because, yeah. you know, we're a little country here uh, <laughs> where we're at. So um, really cool things to talk about today. Uh, yeah. Going to be an hour full of really great conversation. I'm super excited about the very last topic of the day. Um, the, the experience we had with this one particular travel agency and then kind of just digging into how we go about choosing a cruise um, whenever we are looking to book something, what's the process that uh, we go through and, and how do we ultimately settle and, and how do we ultimately decide where we buy from? So uh, first topic of the day is kind of a hot thing in the industry right now. Um, you know, it's um, it, it, things happen more often than I think we know in the world. And um, nowadays with, with internet and social media, we hear about things a lot quicker than we used to. Um, you know, back in the day. So right now there's a lot of uh, conflict uh, going on over in Israel. Yeah. And uh, there's been a lot of questions about uh, what does this mean? And, and am I still going to be, you know, going there? And what's the impact if I go there? And, and cruise lines want to keep you safe. Yeah. They do not want anything bad to happen to you. They don't want anything bad to happen during your vacation experience. They want you to come back for another and another and another trip. Um, so Molly, you want to talk a little bit about what are cruise lines doing amidst all of the uh, conflict that's going on over at Israel right now? Yeah, so they pretty much have uh, suspended all cruises that have ports in Israel at this time, just for passenger safety. Um, I was even reading that I believe it was Holland America had some passengers that were in Israel kind of around the time this started. So they immediately called them all back to the ship um, and, you know, took off without incident, which is great. You know, it's great when you see the cruise lines being proactive and taking care of these things. So it looks like for the time being, all cruise ships will not be making stops to Israel. They're going to be, you know, diverting. They're going to make changes to it, whatever it may be, to go to other ports if that is possible. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, at least in my experience as a travel agent, a lot of people get really upset when their cruises get any itinerary changes. But you do need to understand that in pretty much every circumstance, if they are changing your itinerary, it is for your own safety. They don't want to have to change itineraries. It's a hassle for them too. They have to arrange a new port. Um, you know, there's a lot involved with that. So <clears throat> understand that it's for your own well-being, for the well-being of the crew, everyone involved, if they, um, if they have to, you know, divert, go to a different port. I know with us, that's happened a couple times when we were in Alaska. We didn't get to go uh, to Victoria, Canada, just because the conditions were so bad that they did not feel like we could safely get the ship in there. The theme, as if when we were on MSC, 
Davina um, back in 2017. There was a hurricane, so um, the Davina had to divert, had to do a different itinerary. But once again, that was for the safety of all passengers. Um, they don't want to go in the middle of a hurricane, and rather than canceling the whole cruise, they found a way to go to different ports, and we still had an enjoyable time, even though we didn't go where we initially planned. So being a little flexible is always, uh, it works out better for everyone. And anytime you book a cruise or you um, book a, a trip like this, it always says on the websites and even your, your booking confirmation that ports and itinerary are subject to change at any time, even with no advance notice. So you may not even know of a itinerary change until you actually get onto the ship and yeah. they announce it. Um, most cruise lines try to keep a, um, up, a website that they update as they make changes to itineraries or, or any cancellations. So if you've got a sailing coming up and, and you feel like you may be impacted by, you know, the Israel news, it doesn't sound like the cruises are canceling the No, the not canceling the whole cruise. They're just not going um, to particular ports at this time just due to safety. Yeah, which, which makes sense. And I would feel like myself in a situation like that. Um, I would prefer that they, yeah, I would they prefer not take to me go. around. So yeah, absolutely. if you're, uh, if you're ever devastated that, uh, a port got canceled or things like that, you know, nobody is out to try to ruin your vacation. No. Um, you know, just keep in mind that when you book these cruises that, you know, they, they are potentials where things can happen. And, and, you know, I'll tell you every time that we've had that happen, we've still had a really phenomenal trip. Yep. We've had a great vacation. It didn't really take that much away from uh, our experience on board or what we were doing. So, yeah. Um, it, it isn't really the worst thing that could happen because yeah. you still get the ship, you still got other great ports to go to, you still get a lot of stuff happening on board. So, And it happens quite often. It's not just you. You don't, don't feel like you're singled out. Oh, my vacation's been ruined. Um, it happens quite often, mostly due to weather, sometimes things like this. So it is a pretty common occurrence uh, and it's usually pretty unavoidable. And if you think that they shouldn't be diverting, go take a look at some of the videos of cruise ships cruising into storms or different yeah. things they shouldn't be doing. And the, the ship listing and stuff flying and everybody having a really bad time. Yeah. You don't want that to be don't want uh, that. your cruise experience. So the next uh, cool topic we got to, uh, to kind of talk about today um is uh the newest ship to join the disney cruise line family um the disney treasure that is set to sail starting december of 2024 um looks like it's going to be starting off doing seven day caribbean itineraries uh, which makes sense because most of them, um, you know, Disney is mostly Florida-based. Disney yeah. World is, is there in Florida. Um, and, and that keeps people close to the parks because, from what I understand, Disney likes the all-inclusive vacation all families. All-inclusive. <laughs> where you will visit and you will go to a Disney uh, theme park and you will stay on Disney property and you will cruise on the Disney Cruise Line. And they will make sure you have a magical experience throughout the Very entire time. So what's cool, Molly, about the uh, the Disney Treasure? What do they got coming to us in December 2024? So Disney cruises are kind of unlike any other cruise line, I would say. They are... Magical. It's magical. It's a, an immersive experience from start to finish. Um, they have three different immersive dining experiences. Um, on this ship that you can switch between um, as you go on your on your trip. Um, I think seven days, so you can go a couple different times, I suppose. Um, so the ones that they're featuring on this particular ship, they're going to have a Coco-themed restaurant from their, like Coco the movie. Um, great movie. Great movie. So they'll be doing, uh, they'll have Mexican food. It's all very themed. It looks like they'll have some music in there. Um, you know, in a way only Disney can do, of course. <laughs> uh, they are amazing with their theming and their parks and their ships are no different. Um, they also are going to have a Marvel themed restaurant where different um, Avengers will come around. They're going to, you know, meet the kids. Um, quite a big experience there. They're going to have food ranging from American food to African themed food. 
Um, and then their other restaurant that they have there is going to be called 1923. Um, and it's like an old Hollywood vibe, uh, kind of think of Hollywood studios. Um, so they're going to do sketches. They're going to have, um, you know, sketches from old Disney movies. Um, they're going to have California style food. Uh, that one in particular looked just beautiful. It looked like a really nicely themed uh, restaurant. So that's really exciting. Um, of course, if you're going to go on a Disney cruise, there's going to be Disney entertainment. Um, so they have... Um, well, hold on. The, the dining. Yeah. Is that their main dining or is that just a... I believe that's their main dining. Interesting. If yeah. I was reading correctly, um, it seemed like that was their main dining that you kind of switch in between each night. They do have, of course, specialty restaurants. Um, they have two specialty restaurants in particular that I saw that were adults only. Um, so, so even though you're on a Disney ship, you can still escape from the kids. Well, apparently there's quite a lot of ways to escape from the kids on a Disney ship. Um, they, a dark dungeon they just lock you <laughs> in for seven days and you just come out seven days it later. It actually looked really nice. Um, they had, uh, of course, you know, they have uh, adults-only bars. They have the, the restaurants that I spoke of. They have uh, spas. They have all sorts of adults-only areas. Um, so just as much as they have only for the kids, it seems like they have quite a lot for adults only as well. I mean, you know, Junior, when you're getting your martini in your Manhattan, I mean, he needs a Capri Sun. He needs something. Like, you know, you don't want a kid to go without, so um, that's really awesome. So how's the entertainment supposed to be on board this one? So, of course, it's Disney Entertainment, and I'm sure it's spectacular. Um, they have the featured things that I saw is they have uh, live-action Moana. Um, and then they also have live action Beauty and the Beast, um, as well as what they call Disney Sees the Adventure, um, which is um, some of the uh, favorite Disney songs throughout the ages that they feature. Um, something I was particularly interested in, kind of in the entertainment activity area, was the uh, what they're calling the Aqua, Aqua Mouse. Um, and what it is, it's like a water coaster, but really all I could think of is their rides at Disney. It looked exactly like one of their themed rides at Disney. Um, pretty much in a little, uh, you know, raft going through the water, but it's enclosed where there's screens everywhere. And it's, you know, another immersive experience where things are playing on the screen. Um, it looks really amazing. It looked like nothing I'd ever seen on a cruise ship. Like I said, it's only something from Disney that you would expect from them. So that was pretty exciting to me, at least. Disney has a way of uh, making everything magical. They do. They, they have that. And throughout the whole ship, I mean, there's so many activities. Obviously, this is on every Disney ship, but where they, you know, have meet and greets with different characters. Um, you know, many things for the kids to do. They have various, um, you know, for each age group, they kind of have a entertainment uh, set up for them. Um, lots of really exciting things from Disney. One of the other things I was excited to see from them that I've not seen is um, I was looking into their rooms, you know, their different room options. And when I was reading about the verandas, on the Disney treasure. I, you know, I was looking through it and all of a sudden it said split bathroom. So I read it again to see, cause I've never heard of a split bathroom in a, you know, in a veranda. You hear about them in suites and things, but in their verandas, they have what they call a split bathroom in which on one side they have a bathtub, sink, toilet, all of that. And then they also have kind of like a powder bath where it's a sink, toilet, just by itself. So if you have, you know, if you're staying in the room with your kids, um, that's a really nice feature to be able to have kind of two bathrooms in a room. Um, the rooms look large. They look like they would be plenty of room for a family of four. 
Um, they have a nice little system kind of set up with the beds, it looks like. Well, of course, most cruise lines have the, you know, the couch that it gets turned into a bed at night. Um, but what they have, which is different, and I think kids especially would really enjoy this, is down from the ceiling comes another bed, kind of looking like bunk beds. But above that, when it comes down, there's the genie from Aladdin there. Um, some fun, you know, it looked like maybe some glow in the dark things going on. So every feature of Disney, of course, is perfectly thought out. It's magical, like you said, but also the price is uh, magical. <laughs> they really like their ships. They really like their theme parks. Hell, they really like their parking lots. They like all of it. Yeah. They really charge just to leave your car sitting in the hot sun for a whole day. So I didn't look at the pricing of this. I'm sure it's going to be high. A million like, bucks. Like any any Disney ship, they, they charge uh, quite a bit. And um, it kind of got me thinking. I mean, we personally don't have kids at this time. But we do have a lot of nieces and nephews. Um, a million of them. And... It kind of got me thinking, what do you think, Caleb? Do you think that kids would enjoy something like a Disney ship more than other ships? Like, I mean, Royal Caribbean has their Adventure Ocean program, MSC, they have their program that's, you know, featuring Lego. Um, all of them kind of have some kids program. Do you think that kids would prefer Disney or do you think they would have just as much fun on the other ships? I don't spend an awful lot amount of time in the kids area on yeah. cruise ships. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what all the amenities um, entail. Um, I'll tell you my own personal opinion. I believe the Disney Cruise Line marketing team um, actually did this, made, created the Disney Cruise Lines because of the adults. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. you see more adults I think being just oh, about yeah. Disney than you do the kids. When the kids get there, they um, you know they get excited because there are characters and it's themed and there's a lot going on and they see familiar things. They see Beauty and the Beast. They see these different things. Um, but I, I think as a kid, I think as a young kid, if I reference back to myself, you know, I watched cartoons and I had you know favorite cartoons and favorite shows and things like that. Um, but I don't know if I ever really felt like like a brand loyalty. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think I ever really had that um, specific like uh, hold on one particular thing like adults do with Disney World. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think I would say as a, a, a young child, I believe that um, I do think the Disney Cruise Line experience is a, a next level mm -hmm. experience for young kids. Um, but I don't think the kids would actually ever know that they were missing out right. on that Disney experience unless they had it first. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I'll say what I told people when they would come to me booking, wanting to book a Disney cruise. Um, you know, I would find out, of course, how much they wanted to spend on that cruise. And if Disney was out of their price point, I would say... You know, don't feel like you have to put yourself in a position financially where it's, you know, a burden to you because these other these other cruise lines have a lot of options for kids as well. And like you said, if it's not the if they haven't already been on a Disney cruise, if this is say their first cruise, um, then they're gonna be excited regardless. I mean, ones like Royal Caribbean, especially, we just got off of Wonder of the Seas, of course. They had so many areas specifically designed for kids. And on Icon, they have a whole neighborhood designed for kids. So I think that if it's in your budget to do Disney, I think absolutely. I think it's a great experience. But also, you know, if you can't get that experience, don't feel, don't let it bum you out. Yeah, I think two cruises on like Royal Caribbean or something else would be more fun than just one Disney cruise. Yeah, right? depending I think on so. the pricing and, and how it falls into place. You know, we've always talked about you know doing a Disney line, do, yeah. doing a Disney cruise. And we still may. And yeah, I mean, we still may. We're not. We won't rule it out. And you know, we by no means claim to be experts on Disney cruise no. line because we've never experienced. We just we we've gathered feedback from people that we've known or people we've traveled um you know on cruises with that have kind of told us about the Disney experience. And I never once booked a Disney cruise. 
because we would get to the price yeah. and they would go into sticker shock <laughs> and they never, they never went through with it just because the price is, it's just, it's a substantially higher than the other cruise lines. It is. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there, there's in any product in life, you've got, you know, value product, oh, yeah. you've got, you know, the middleman and you, you've got the high end. I mean, there's cruises out there that's significantly much more expensive than Disney. Yeah. Uh, we've taken cruises that yeah. are significantly much more than <laughs> Disney. Right. So, um, for us, it doesn't always come down to uh, a price thing. No. I think it comes down to we we balance out, are we going to get that dollar amount worth of experience out of that cruise? And because in most cases, we don't have as much, we don't have as much, um, eh, what's the word for it? Uh, we don't perceive that we're going to get that much value out of Disney because we're not huge yeah. Disney fans. We're not, you know, we, we, when we lived in Florida, we did the theme parks, you know, annual passes yeah. for a year and, and we had fun, but um, nothing that we just crave and have the shirts and the, the toys yeah. all over the house and, and things like that. So, um, but I think that this ship, you know, if we could find at the right price, I think, like I said, it's beautiful and only a way Disney can do it's magical. It's enchanted. It's it's everything. Their ships are always very clean and sophisticated looking. They like are. Like the color palette on very the outside nice is a very like uh, high end feel yeah. to it. I don't know what it looks like on the inside. Sure, it's very nice. Sure, it's, sure it's lovely. Um, I know even like the Disney resorts, we spent time in those before and they're yeah. always really nice and clean and, and great experience. So I'm sure they just take that same land experience and give it to you on a ship. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, kind of a, a, a nasty news, I guess you would say, gross. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not even particularly new no, news, no. but it's it's something that we haven't talked about. That um, yeah, it's about. it's something that goes on that again. I don't think a lot of us even realize it, no. and and unless you really think about it, you never really know it but once you hear about it you're like oh yeah that makes sense right so like similar to like a restaurant on land similar to like uh something that that serves food and and, and does hospitality even hotels and resorts on land uh, cruise ships have to undergo inspections um and uh the inspections do a couple different things not only a safety inspection as far as the integrity of the the ship and and stuff of that sorts but they kind of have to go through health inspections yep. and, and food sanitation, ship cleanliness, and, and things like that. And this typically happens, what, twice a year? Twice a year. They also do, like, the, the manifest. So they, they make sure that the amount of crew and passengers are the same on the manifest as are actually on the ship. They want to make sure that everything lines up. They sit you all down in a room and count you one. They do two, something. Three, I guess four. how many are supposed to be on there are the ones that got on there. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes into play with what happened. And I've always jokingly said ever since we've taken cruise uh, cruise vacations um, that they're like floating Petri dishes they, for yeah. people to... Um, for sickness to be shared Because you're in quickly. such close quarters. Yeah, you're confined to close spaces, especially if you frequently use the elevators. That's That, to us, is a no-no zone. Yeah. That is a danger zone, um, especially right now in the world with everything that's going on with, um, you know, just the past few years and, and those sicknesses, um, or if it's flu season. And so we try to be very diligent. Frequent hand sanitizer use, bring our own hand sanitizer, uh, we try to stay away from people as much as we can while we're on cruises. Um, occasionally, we'll get caught in an elevator. Yeah. And and what what I mean by that is that we'll we'll start in the elevator alone, and it'll go up and slowly and surely it gets more and more and more people. But then once it gets to like after two or three stops, we're like, nope, we're out. Let me jump off. Yeah. Whatever floor we're at, we just get off because for us it, it isn't. Uh, you know, we try to maintain our health. We try to make sure that we don't get sick. But you know. It, it, inevitably usually every every cruise we we get some sort of you know sort through you know stuffy nose type thing it goes away very quickly last you know, to me. <laughs> we, we we try to prepare our bodies by uh you know boosting up with vitamin c during before during after the trip and prepare ourselves and have that but uh the ship as a whole should should be kept clean there the we as passengers i feel like are. we have um, a right to have a clean ship. If we're going to spend, you know, thousands of dollars, sometimes tens or fifty of thousands of dollars, depending on what uh, 
room you're booking on a cruise, you deserve to, to know that the ship is clean, the room is clean, and everything is um, the way that it should be. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like there are some situations where uh, maybe those inspections don't go the way they should be going. Yeah. Um, yeah it happened earlier this year. Um, unfortunately, I believe it was May of this year to MSC. Now we've been on it. We've been on the ship actually. We have. Um, we were on this close to when it first came out. Um, I believe it's six years old at this point. Is that old already? Yeah. Jeez. It's, it's, uh, a few years old. Don't quote me on that. It could be five, could be six. Um, but, uh, it got a score of 67, which is very bad. It, that, uh, that's a fail for sure. Um, <laughs> you're right. It came out September 2nd of 2016. In Seaside? Uh, that's when it was launched. Oh, was it the Seaside? I'm yeah, sorry. it was the Seaside. Yeah. I'm looking up the wrong shit. They, so you seaside, have, yeah, launched 2016. So you have to have a 86 to pass. Um, and they, they did not pass. That's quite a bit below, um, passing. <laughs> they failed for multiple reasons. And what was their score? 60, it was a uh, 67. 67. Yep. Where I went to school, that was a big old F. <laughs> That's what they got. Um, so they got it for a couple of reasons, I guess. Um, some had to do with food safety. Uh, some had to do with storage, how things are being stored. And like it came back to was the manifest did not match the amount of passengers. Uh-oh. Uh, so I don't know what ended up happening there with, uh, that, if it was just an error. We lost somebody. We lost somebody. Something was going on. Let too many people on. So, um, they failed. So, uh, MSC, their average score though is 94.5, which That's is good. good. Yeah. It's a good score. Um, most restaurants you go into score in the low nineties. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's comparable to how cleanliness and things like that are, are kept on. I was surprised land. though how many had a perfect score. Okay, that's good. Lots of them had perfect scores. Of course, Disney had a perfect score because of Disney. Um, they have like a, they have like an inspection button they push yep. and everything wrong it just, just cleans itself. Goes away, just magically disappears. Um, Royal, of course, had had perfect scores. Yeah, uh, they're always cleaning that shit. They're always. Anytime you're on Royal, they're always. They're cleaning. Scrubbing, painting, washing. There's always just everywhere. Everywhere. Cleaning. So they're they're always really good. I mean, um, Royal dusts the the crevices between the handrails on the stairs. Like if you daily. If you care that that looks good, then that means the stuff that I don't see as a passenger probably looks really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Their their ships are impeccable always. Um, so something I learned when I was kind of looking into this is that the larger the ship, the more they have to pay okay. for the inspection, which makes sense, right? It's more work. More ship to inspect. I mean, if you think of the Oasis class ships, that's a massive amount of work. I pity those inspectors. <laughs> um, but anyway, so if it's over 140,000 tons, the price they have to pay is $23,900. They have to pay that twice a year. Obviously if they fail, they have to pay that again because the person has to come back and make sure that they fix these things. So they really don't want to fail and have to pay that much money again. And you really don't want to be on that cruise after they fail. You really don't. Because that to. means it'll be another week or two before it's inspected again. So, so I can only imagine, you know, what goes on if they fail. Uh, people, I'm sure, get fired. <laughs> So you said MSC's average score is 94.5. It's a really yeah. nice score. It's a nice score. We've been on quite a few MSC cruises on board different ships. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I don't think I've ever questioned the cleanliness of the ship ever. No, the ships always do seem... I mean, MSC is kind of known for their ships, right? Mm -hmm. They're known for their beautiful staircases. The Swarovski crystals. The appearance. That's kind of what they're known for. So the ships like feel clean mm -hmm. when you get in. They even have their own signature MSC scent. I love it. So they always smell nice. I love it. Um, so they, they do feel clean. Um, you know, obviously maybe they need to work on food safety, things like that a little more, uh, whatever it may be. But, um, 
I mean, I think I think one of their ships, I think it was Seashore, got a hundred percent. Nice. So well, that's good because yeah, we're, we're got, going on that. Yeah, so we I got was that like, book, oh, Okay, so, yeah. I feel better. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been on warships. Uh, we have. That even though MSC in this case got a bad score, I've been on ships that I don't even think if they were getting inspected that week would even get a fifty. Like, yeah, we've seen some really really bad stuff. Um, I'm not going to slander any cruise line. Um, but we've seen some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it may or may not be in the uh, corporation. Um, but uh, yeah, that that that's our worst experience. So um, I, this doesn't dissuade me from going on MSC again. No, but we've got a cruise I'll, boat. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. You know, if it's still the standards that we're used to from MSC. But not everybody is in, in, impenetrable with this. So uh, MSC, we brought that up because they hold the current uh, record for the worst score yeah. on an inspection, but there are other cruise lines that you would like to think can't be my cruise line, right? I'm loyal to this brand, I'm loyal to that brand. They would never do that. So um, looks like the Carnival Pride uh, got a score of 86 um one time on one of their inspections so which this is their last one their most yeah. recent oh, the, one. oh these are the most recent these ones? are most recent oh uh the carnival liberty 86 uh this next one is really not surprising it's not surprising at all i would advise you not to go on this cruise ship the <laughs> margaritaville at sea i think is what they call it yeah um if you, if you want a good laugh there are uh other youtubers that uh took the dare and went on board the uh, Margaritaville at Sea cruise, and it is everything that you think it would be. Um, and I'm actually a fan of the Margaritaville restaurant. I really was hoping it would be great. We've never stayed at, we almost stayed at one of the resorts one time yeah. during a uh, domestic vacation that we had, but uh, the restaurants are great, and the resorts always seem like they're nice and clean. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really think they missed the mark on that one there, that's for Yeah, sure. I think it could have been so much more. And a cruise line that you probably didn't expect to be on this report, the Norwegian Cruise Line Epic. Yeah. 80, 89 on their last, so they passed. They, yeah, all, the, all of them passed, just barely. Uh, Carnival really squeaked by because they, they got literally right at the fail mark there with 86. So, um, What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. If, uh, if you saw or heard that a cruise line that you had booked got a bad score, would you seek to um, cancel that cruise or change it to something else? Or are you going to trust the crew is going to do what it takes? And and because, I mean, the purpose of the inspections are to check in on how these things are going. I mean, yeah. you can have a good week. You can have a bad week. Things oh, yeah, can happen. And, yeah. And, and I was reading about that. A cruise ship that had 100% a couple weeks later, like a there's a norovirus outbreak on the ship. So no matter how clean and how much they try, I mean, things happen um, in that close of quarters, obviously. It just, it's just what happens, but uh, we all do the best we can. Like Caleb said, you got to trust your cruise line to, to to do their best and keep you safe. Uh, I won't lie, when I heard about MSC's super low score, I was a little taken aback uh, thinking about our next cruise with MSC and, you know, hoping that they keep it up to par and that, you know, we have a good experience because no one wants to go on a cruise ship that's, you know, kind of falling apart yeah. and decrepit. It's just, it's just not not pleasant if you're spending your hard-earned money you want to go up somewhere nice yeah and here's my thoughts on that i think one of the reasons why msc may have gotten such a low score which none of their other ships are in that bottom no, bracket there no no one else none of the other ones were even in the fail bracket when we cruise on msc the one thing that we feel as passengers is that there are less crew than on when we sail on other cruise ships substantially and the crew that's there feels like they're overwhelmed. They feel like they're overworked because their MSC still has pretty big ships. They don't have yeah. Oasis class size ships, but they've got pretty big small. ships, yeah. a couple thousand passengers. And the amount of crew is substantially less. And I think that's how MSC keeps the price down. I think yeah. that's how they build the value and, and their crews. And you know, if you, if you set your expectations right, you're going to have really great crews. But something you may run into is bar service is a little slower because there's less bartenders at each bar. Well, not only is there less bartenders, but when you think about it, MSC often does free drinks. So not only is there less bar service, there's more people ordering drinks because it's free. It's included. Yep. 
Uh, I, this is something we kind of noticed, particularly on our, our, our Wonder of the Seas cruise. The bars were always really well staffed. Mm -hmm. And if they were ever, you know, if they got rushed, people would show up out of nowhere and, you know, help clear the line. And we were kind of joking on MSC, there'd be one bartender struggling for his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I would love to see and, MSC maybe maybe get a, you know increase their crew a little. That just means the price is going to go. But then up. the price goes up, and then we're sad too. So and and those are that's just what we see. So yeah. that means behind the scenes, the people that that do the work to keep these inspections in line. Right. There's less the there too. I'm sure there's, there's less stuff. Yeah. Um, happening and and recently I, I saw a post about people posting pictures of the Maravilla just kind of looking in uh, you know poor repair. Yeah. I'll be honest, we we went on the Wonder, it's the newest biggest ship in Royal Caribbean's fleet, and there were already things that were rusted. So I don't see rust on a cruise ship or things like that as negative. It is no. in the ocean. It is salt yeah. water. It corrodes. It, it's just what happens. But uh, the Royals quicker to to paint oh, over and repair. It. Yeah. But whereas MSC may not have as many people to be able to do those uh, updates or, or fix whatever yeah. it is that may be. So, um, you know, the, this last topic we're going to talk about, and and it kind of came up out of nowhere this week. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I'll probably do most of the talking during this segment because this was something that really kind of stood out to me that I thought it was important to share with you guys this week. So we... Uh, when we book a cruise, we pay for every cruise that we go on to date. We've paid for every single cruise because our goal is to bring you unbiased information um, about the cruise lines. We don't want anybody to be able to, to, to try to tell us what we can and can't say. And we want to make sure that that you're getting the true uh, cruiser experience. That's what I'm saying. One of the things that we'll do is we'll book through varying agencies or, or different different avenues and routes uh, to do that. And the, the one of the purposes behind that is because I want to know what a cruise passenger experiences when they book through such and such agency. Yep. Is it a good experience? Is it a bad experience? And we've used a lot of the large uh, travel agencies out there. Um, we've booked directly through the cruise line. We've done it all. We tried it all. We've tried small intimate agencies. You used to work for a small intimate agency. Yep. Um, and the, the point behind that is um, I want to see what somebody experiences. So. Uh, I'm going to talk about a specific agency um, this week. We just uh, got off about a week, a week and a half ago. Well, I guess it's almost been two weeks now since yeah, we got off. Exactly uh, the Wonder of the Seas. And the Wonder of the Seas, we booked with iCruise. Uh, I think it's iCruise.com. Um, iCruise is a uh, pretty large uh, travel agency. Um, they tout themselves as a discount cruise vacation um that that you know works for all major cruise lines um and they do if you search their website you know you can book pretty much any cruise that's out there with this this agency um but what sparked this conversation is i received a call from an 844 number i think it was and um to my surprise it was the uh uh somebody from iCruise rewards so this is the first level of the confusion that the iCruise <laughs> program is. So when you book a cruise with iCruise, you're, you you get to book it. But then once you book it, you can join the rewards program. But they never said anything about yeah, that when we... It was very confusing. Yeah. So this person calls me from iCruise Rewards, and, and I thought, oh, maybe he's just following up. Hey, you just yeah. got back from your trip. How was it? Many, many travel agencies do that. I did, um, yeah. The purpose of that is they want to know, hey, did you book a cruise while you're on board? If you're on right. Royal and you see the, the future cruise uh, desk or, or next cruise or whatever they call it, that travel agency is wanting you to to, to give them that booking right. so they can get their, their commission on yeah, that. Yeah, there's a limited amount of time they have yeah. to get the booking transferred to them. So obviously during that time, they're wanting to make sure they get you and transfer said booking at, as soon as possible. Yeah, so I thought that's what he was doing, but oh, no, it wasn't. Uh, he was coming to me with an exclusive offer because I was now an iCruise Rewards member um, that uh, he brought me an exclusive offer. And um, the it was about a 30 minute long conversation of me discussing with this uh, this salesperson, I guess, for iCruise. And what he was offering me, he was offering me if I if I sign up today and I pay three thousand dollars. I can be in, I'm entitled to two cruise certificates 
Um, I'm sorry, a cruise certificate and a seven day resort stay. It was $3,000 and he kept pushing. You only got to pay the $399 deposit today. All we ask is you pay it off before you board your first cruise. So I said, oh, well, well tell me a little bit more about it. And it was a, you, you got a certificate that you could use on a 10 to 14 day long cruise and you got the seven day resort stay. And uh, he, he, I asked him a couple questions at first. And, and then you break it yeah, up. You could break the certificate into two and you could use it on two seven day cruises. So, you know, I, I inquired a little bit more and I asked him a couple questions. I said, hey, am I able to use it on this ship? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And I asked him, can I use it on this ship? And he said, oh, absolutely. And I said, well, you know, what's the catch behind this? You're telling me for $3,000, I can book two seven day cruises and I can um, have, a resort. have a seven day resort stay. Oh, there's no catch, Mr. Palm. It's just a, you know, it's an offer that we give to you. And in essence, what you're doing. Because well, we had a thought was that to use it for Icon, right? Because Icon's pretty pricey. Yeah. So we were like, oh, if we can get two cruises, right? Use one on Icon, which is, you know, we'd probably spend at least $3,000 on that. Mm -hmm. Plus another cruise. It would, it could be worth it, but. Yeah, what you're doing is you're buying into their rewards program. Right. You're becoming a platinum or elite or diamond or. Whatever it is. I don't know, whatever, some some sort of member um, that of their cruise program. And um, by doing that, you get these certificates and, and things like that. So, you know, after, like I said, it was a long conversation with a guy. He didn't want to give me the straightforward information. Right. So I kind of had to pluck it out of him um, for that. But uh Long story short, like Molly said, we were we were hoping that if it was really what the guy was saying it was, that we would be able to use one of those certificates on Icon and then save the other one for another cruise and then have the resort stay. We didn't have to use it. We could gift it to somebody because yeah. we're not going to go. We're not going to go on a resort stay. Um, but, uh, you know, as I was talking with the guy, more and more information came out. So obviously you'd have to get yourself to the resort. Well, that's a thousand dollars in travel right, right. there, depending on to another country where yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, then you obviously have to get yourself back. You got to deal with transportation, getting to and from the resorts. They tell, oh, you can stay at all inclusives up to $4,000 of value, which I'm sure it is, but there was going to be a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah. So what ultimately came out of it was really what you were buying for $3,000 is you were buying a cruise certificate that you could break into two. And if you break it into two, it was up to a $2,000 value each. Right. So what that meant was you could book up to a $2,000 cruise using that certificate. And you got the resort stay. That, right. that didn't provide any value to us. So on the surface, it may make sense because $4,000 worth of value for $3,000. And you get to join their exclusive rewards program and get all these things. Right. But at that point, I thought I was already part of the rewards program. Right. But I guess there's a tier that you pay to unlock. and, and, and But it, it had me thinking, when we book cruises, um, we kind of find a way to sail for less than that. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is that if you, you get the certificate that's worth up to $2,000, and let's say you want to go on a specific ship on a specific itinerary, if that cruise is $6,000, well, guess what? You're now on the hook for $4,000 because exactly. your certificate's only good for up to $4,000. In the reverse, if you book a cruise that only costs $1,200, well, you just threw away $800. Right. So your $3,000, you were saving $1,000 by getting $4,000 worth of credit. If you just threw away $800, well, you just defeated the entire purpose of buying that certificate. Yeah. So it, it just too many hoops to jump through, too many things to try and keep track of and know what's going on. Yeah. So. And to me, I think the major thing is you just want your travel agent to be upfront with you yeah. about these things, right? You yeah. don't want to have to be like, okay, well, I know there's a catch. Can you just tell me what it is, right? If you just come out in the beginning and been like, hey, you can, you know, this is up to $4,000. You're saving $1,000. It's all about how you present it. Once again, going back to when I was a travel agent, being upfront with people was so important because cruises and the pricing of cruises is confusing enough. You know, you got to go through the cruise breakdown. So sending them exactly, all right, this is your base cruise price. This is your taxes and port fees. This is your insurance, you know, blah, 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 an exact breakdown 
it just gives, it, if you're just upfront and you tell them exactly what to expect, it just gives, it, it gives you peace of mind. So before we started filming today, mm-hmm. it's so funny. Um, I actually got another call for my cruise. Uh, a different person, oh. per se, even though I told the last guy, you know, I'm not interested yeah. at this time. A different person this time. Um, and, and she was very friendly. Don't get me wrong. The, the, even the gentleman I spoke with the other yeah, day, he was very friendly. Um, and, and she said, oh, this is so-and-so with iCareers Rewards. And I said, oh, you know, the guy, you know, somebody called me. And she said, oh, well, did they explain everything? And I said, yeah, I thought he did a thorough job. We had about a 30-minute long conversation. And she said, oh, well, tell me what he said. And I advised, and she said, oh, well, I'm here with a different offer. I'm like, oh, great, oh, here no. we go. Um, obviously, I need to save their number, so I know when they're they calling. Call. She said, I'm here with another offer. And I said, okay, well, well talk to me. Same value proposition. We'd love to offer you for $9.99 a cruise certificate and a free seven-day resort stay. I said, okay, $9.99. Um, that means it's a third of the price of the other one. So I thought if the other one was four thousand dollars, this one's probably you know between a thousand and fifteen hundred, and I was dead on. Yeah. So so because I already had the other conversation, I know immediately with the ass lady, and she said, "Oh, it's a cruise certificate worth up to twelve hundred dollars." So on this one, you only save two hundred dollars. Now you got the resort stay valued up to four thousand dollars, um, and I politely told her, "I'm not interested." But most people that cruise aren't going to do a resort. Correct. There's usually there's the cruisers and there's the resort. Yeah, if they hit me with that three thousand dollar offer for three two thousand dollar cruise certificates, I probably would have jumped. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that that's just my two cents. So that led me to really begin to think about as I was talking with this guy in my mind. I'm going through the math of cruising and how much does it cost and what do we spend and how do I normally book it and. I wanted to share with you all this week during happy hour, kind of the way that we end up booking cruises. And um, it it really is, every time we go to book a cruise, it's kind of a part of the fun, yeah. I think, of, of figuring it out what we're gonna do. So uh, when we book cruises, normally we um, pinpoint a date range. So we wanna go somewhere for, you know, somebody's birthday or anniversary, so we're looking at a, a two to four week period yeah. that we're traveling. Usually it's a month, right? Like yeah, a usually month a whole month. Sometimes it's like the beginning or the end of a month into the beginning yeah. of the next month. So we, we've got kind of like a, a, a date range. That's the first thing that we solidify yeah. is when do we want to travel? Yeah. The next thing we begin to look at is uh, where. Where we travel um, is influenced by a couple different things if people are going with us that may deter where we go yep um if people aren't going with us then it comes down to the logistics right we've got dogs that we've got to get dropped off down in florida um it's do we have 14 days do we have 16 days do we have nine days because if we're going to go to to europe then we got to add two days for travel there and back if we're just gonna go out of Seattle, maybe it's a day of travel, you know, their yeah. day back. Um, so it, it's that's that we start to narrow it down of where we're actually going to book it. Once we've got a date and a region, be it the Caribbean, be it Eastern Canada, New England, Alaska, things like that, um, then we get to work. What I mean by we get to work is uh, we go. Uh, the, the first place that we actually go is um, we, we go to this website um, that we've used pretty regularly called Vacations uh, To Go. Mm-hmm. And if you've never used Vacations To Go, they're a uh, cruise travel agency that uh, has a website. The downfall to Vacations To Go is... You got to call to book them. Yeah, we can't um, just book it online. Exactly. So the experience has always been great calling them to the mm-hmm. book. Um, but one of the cool things that they have that I really love is it's called the 90 day ticker. So it's this feature on their website that you can take a look at cruises that are sailing in the next 90 days. Yeah. So that's what their 90 day ticker is. It breaks it down by region um, and it shows you off to the right what the starting price was for that particular cruise. Um, and then what the 
discount is. So like, just looking at the very top right now, I see a cruise on board the Seven Seas Voyager region. We've been a region before. It's an Africa cruise. It goes from Cape Town, South Africa, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It's 14 nights. I can see that off to the side here. It leaves on January 12th. It started at $28,998. And right now their starting price is $7,349. And it tells you how much you're saving. And the colors off to the side correlate to the discount. So you see like this yeah. one is 90% off on the board Norwegian Bliss. That's a great price. I would definitely go on that one. When's that leave? Let's go. Yeah. October 14th, a couple days. Tomorrow? Uh. Leave tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> but you can see it's 90% off. So the green Amazing. tells me what's really on sale. So I can actually find the region that I'm actually looking to go on. And I can quickly see the green options off here to the right. And that helps me understand really quickly what's the best price. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I find something that fits inside of the date range that we're looking for, um, what I can do and I see that it's green is I can look very and I can say, oh, Norwegian Encore started at 4,300, 679 is 84% off. Let's click this fast deal number off to the left over here. And what that does is that's actually going to pull up the itinerary and it's going to show me the price for an inside, an ocean view, balcony, and suite. Now, obviously, these prices are per person um, with a two-person, you know, booking requirement. Yeah. It's going to tell you what sort of offers they're giving you uh, from vacations to go. So, for example, this Norwegian Encore deal they're offering, if you book a select category, you receive free up to $100 per cabin on board credit. And you can see here for their balcony, select category, you receive $100 cabin onboard credit for the first two guests, and then, or I'm sorry, $100 per cabin onboard credit, plus the first two guests, and each cabin receive all the following. Unlimited open bar, specialty dining, free Wi-Fi, $50 short excursion credit. Um, and then it tells you the itinerary. Nice little map. That's one of the things I really love about them, the way they lay out yeah, their, like maps their maps there are really cool. Helps me quickly look at it. Um, but it's a really, really great feature that I can see most cruise lines, if you want to see like what Royal's doing or what that, if you go to their cruise, you're only looking at theirs and some of the other cruise the vacation planning agencies, yeah. their websites are just really, they take forever to load because they want to load pictures and all this crazy yeah. marketing. This is very simple, very basic, but you can see it all in yeah. one slot. So you don't, you may not know who's going to wear what's happening. This brings it all together in one, one, one great area. Yeah. So what we do from here is we'll pick a couple different, uh, itineraries, a couple different things that we want to look at and see what's going on. And then from there, like, oh, here's a nice look at this Norwegian getaway from England to New York, four hundred forty oh, wow. 91% off, leaves October 22nd. I, we could pack the bags and get there in time. It's in a week, but you can see where it's going. Yeah. There's awesome. no offers really running for this one, it looks like. Um, so you can look at the free at sea rates um, just by clicking on there. You can see that it, it didn't change a whole lot there, which is cool. You can see the itinerary. But what we'll do from here is we'll then go look directly for the cruise line. Yeah. So I would take like, let's find, uh, we'll, we'll use one of our upcoming cruises, for example. Um, and if you're watching this and you join us on the cruise, make sure you come say hi. Okay. Uh, so upcoming, we're going to the Caribbean, right? Mm -hmm. It's in January. We're going on board. Isn't even here. Is it the second? When does it leave? It's that one there. Yeah. No, we're not going on 11 days. Oh, I just saw the beyond. Um, um, I believe it leaves on the second. Maybe it's maybe just classified before. as Bahamas. Celebrity. No. Hmm. Anyways, so that's okay. Um, we'll just look at one of these. So, for example, we'll take... Um, we'll look at uh, the... We'll look at a Royal Caribbean. So let's do uh, Royal Caribbean. Mm, let's see, what do we got here? What do we got here? Um, Royal Caribbean. Oasis of the Seas, we'll look at this one. So it's December 3rd, they want $681. So what I'll do is I'm gonna open up a note get, right? vacations to go. I'll open up uh, Royal Caribbean's website directly. We've previously booked with Royal. We've got statuses, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what their offer is. Um, we'll sign in here real fast. 
Oh, it doesn't want to load the password. That's okay. I think I know what it is off the top of my head. All right, so um, let's look and see what sort of deal I can get from Royal Caribbean. So this is a December 3rd, seven nights. So from Royal Caribbean directly, oh, we're gonna go to ships. This is the Oasis of the Seas and uh, dates. This one goes in December, see results. So we're gonna see um, view two dates, valid for December 10th. Um, nope, not that one. View one date, December 12th, not that one. Uh, December 29th, December 3rd. So here we go. Seven nights, Caribbean, perfect day. So their interior is 681. Vacations to go is also 681. Vacations to go, over, Ocean View is 761. There's a 761. Balcony is 813. And their suite's 2403. So in this case... It's the same. It's the same. So unless Vacations to go is offering me some sort of great deal, which they're saying books like categories receive $50 credit and kids under 12 sale for free, ports and taxes are additional. I would book, I would just directly book with Royal yeah, because well. it, isn't, it isn't any cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, you could then look at uh, that uh, cruise line I just talked about, iCruise, um, and see what their options are for this particular one. So it goes in December, um, it's a seven day um, on the Royal Caribbean uh, Oasis. And you would imagine that I selected Royal, it would have sorted just to their ships, but it didn't. Um, and show cruises. So the first, second, it didn't even sort to Oasis. Anthem, Oasis. Okay, so here we go. Interior from 521. Oh, so they're cheaper. So iCruise has a little bit of a deal. 521 for interior. Vacations to go with 681. Ocean View is 592 versus 761. Balcony 639 versus 813. And the suites 2403 there, 2578 here. So the suites more expensive than iCruise, but all of the other balc or all the other is cheaper. Uh, are cheaper, right? So right there with a quick search, I took the same itinerary and I searched it across the cruise line themselves, and then I searched it against another travel agency, right? All travel agencies that we've previously booked with in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and we were able to determine which one had the best deal. So in this case, I would probably book with iCruise because mm -hmm. it's the same thing on the same dates, but I'm getting the best deal. But you right. see, I start with vacations to go. Yeah. I pick my time, I pick my area, I see everything that's sailing, we decide on a ship, and then from there, I begin to look at what are our options. Right. I begin to see what can we get. Is this the cheapest? What does this look like? How do we get, you know, that type of stuff. Um, I am also going to say, too, regarding iCruise, uh, the first time we booked with iCruise, I thought it, we were getting scammed, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, when I tried to book it online, like here, for example, it's given me the option to be able to book this online. Um, when we tried to book this online, the, the cruise, it wouldn't let me book it online. It kept saying, oh, that room's gone. Oh, that room's gone. Every yeah. time I booked and I changed rooms and oh, that room's gone. So finally I decided to call. When I called, there was a language barrier. It, it was really difficult. I almost didn't go through with it. Yeah. Um, I decided to, I put it on a credit card. I could easily dispute the charge and knew that they wouldn't question it. Um, it took a little while to get the confirmation. It took a little while for it to sync up the Royal Caribbean's website, but it worked. It is not a, a scam. It, and we everything called back for something else. The lady was super helpful. Yeah, everything was fine. We had no issues. It, yeah. it, it went really well. So the cruise itself. So I, I think booking with iCruise is is okay. I, I don't think it's a that big of a, a a problem there. But again. We love the 90-day ticker. If you're okay. cruising within 90 days, if you're not cruising within 90 days, all you got to do is take the time frame, like we said, in January. We're going on the uh, Celebrity uh, Summit. No? Summit? Beyond. Beyond. Oh, that was close. Celebrity um, Cruise Ships. Celebrity Beyond. So, again, we're not using the 90-day ticker here. We're just actually searching the Celebrity Beyond. And here you can see January 2nd, it's a six night Caribbean sailing for 716. And uh, pretty basic type of itinerary, nothing overly crazy. Places yeah, we've always been before. We're really going for the ship. 
Um, yeah, we we haven't one we haven't done celebrity before, and we wanted to do uh, this particularly particular ship because it's one of their newer ones uh, in their Edge series, which I've wanted to try for a really long time. So here I'm going to go to back to iCruises. And I'm going to look to see what iCruise's price is on this particular uh, cruise now. And I'll tell you once we get to... Um, now, who did you actually book well, That's what I'll say. Once once oh, I okay. show you... Okay, so here you go. This Celebrity Beyond, iCruise doesn't even have a price for it. It right. just says, call the book. All right? So immediately for me as a... It's probably um, not a, yeah, not well, a steal. Or I'm not going to call them. Like no. I, that deters me immediately. If I can't see the price, I'm not going to pick up the phone and call you. This isn't 1980s. No. I'm not doing phone in, um, you know, stuff. Now, if I can see the price and I can call you and get that, then I'm more interested in doing that. Um, let's look at Celebrity's website directly. So to answer your question, uh, I did not book through Ice Cruise okay. for this cruise. I also did not book through Celebrity. Um, for this cruise, I booked through, um, vacations ago. Uh -huh. And the reason being was at that time, vacations to go gave me the best price for that cruise. Yep. And it was, so here we go. Bimini, Mexico, Grand Cayman, January 2nd. So we can actually see that. Uh, Celebrity Cruises pricing actually, so $599 inside Ocean V 829 Veranda 1049. Vacations to go is $719, $960, $1434. So in this case, it's actually cheaper to book it directly through Celebrity. I paid less than that. Yeah. I paid less than that, the $719 from Vacations to go, and I paid less than the $599 from Celebrity directly. Yeah. So this is why it's important to do research. Pick a time. Pick an area, pick a ship if you really want to go that route. But then look, 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 look. Yep. Cruises are dynamic pricing. They are. Every day it's going to change. The more people looking at it, the price is going to go up. The less people looking at it, the price is going to go down. The 90-day ticker is cool because, hey, that's 90 days of ships leaving and we're not sold out yet. Let's put this on sale. Let's get people to buy it. Right. You can find some really, really cool deals. I mean, we've sailed entire weeks for like 400 bucks. Yeah. With port fees, taxes, everything. Like... It yeah, was, it's amazing. Um, so, and even travel agents as well. Uh, you know, if there's a travel agent in your area, you can check with them because uh, sometimes a travel agent is um, affiliated with larger travel agencies. For example, I, the travel agency I worked for was affiliated with Signature Travel Network. So, in some cases, Signature, if they had a group on a particular ship, they would give you, say, a $50 onboard credit for booking a balcony. Well, then, if you book that, then the travel agency I work for, the smaller one, well, we'll throw in an extra $50 onboard credit if you book a balcony. So, in that case, then you have a $100 onboard credit. So, if the price is the same through the cruise line or the travel agency, but you get $100 onboard mm -hmm. credit, in that case, it's worth it. So you got to kind of go through all of your options and then pick the best price for you. And then we use that onboard credit usually to pay the gratuities if we don't yep. pay them up front. Yeah. Um, that's for us. That's a really good use of the onboard credit. Um, some cruise booking, some agencies, you can get gratuities prepaid. You can get different things like that thrown in. Um, but so our advice, booking as many cruises as we've booked, is um, you know you don't have to be dead set on one travel agency. You don't have no. to be dead set on booking it from the cruise line. Um, travel agencies can add a lot of value. Uh, maybe you don't have a lot of time. Maybe your travel agency can do some of this work for you, right? right. Maybe they can search to see where they can get you the best deal. Um, or if you've got a lot of time and you just wanna, you enjoy like I do, part of the fun of the adventure of the cruise is booking in and getting everything scheduled and stuff. Um, I, we could talk about a cruise for a week or two before we actually put something down. And when you see a good deal, get it, book it, book it. Cause it may not be there. Prime example. We have a cruise coming up, uh, next year, um, that, uh, we just were perusing a website one day. We were literally just looking at, we weren't even in the market to even mm -hmm. book a cruise. We were just checking to see what potentially would be out there. And we saw something that was too good to be true. And we jumped on it. Yep. 
and now it's ours. We're going to get to We're bring excited. you guys that experience for, yeah. I mean, we paid it's highway robbery what we got it for yeah um but we're excited to bring it to you guys we're excited to share so again if you see a great deal jump on it um and and that's it i, I really just wanted to show you guys how we choose our cruises i wanted yeah. to show you what our process looks like um and give you a little peek behind the curtain of, of how we we do our travel planning so um i think that wraps up for us today yeah uh, happy hour number six uh again hope you guys enjoyed it give us a like give us a thumbs up give us a subscribe uh, let us know down below what your favorite travel agency is in the comments, um, or if you got any input on any of the other topics we talked about today. Absolutely. And uh, look, look out, look out. I'm like swinging a bat at people. Look out. <laughs> um, uh, keep an eye out. That's what I'm trying to say. Keep an eye out for uh, Wonder of the Seas uh, videos that we're putting out based upon our last trip on board yeah. the Wonder of the Seas. Um, and until next time. Cheers. cheers.